0: Hello, I'm Scott Cullen and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. So in today's episode, as we're kind of doing a bit of mid-season uh, recap, today we're going to go with the best waiver pickups. Uh, for fantasy baseball this year. And yet yesterday, I did the best draft values, uh, and that was uh, focused on, on players that uh, would have been drafted and, and have exceeded expectations. Well, today, we're getting players who, who were generally uh, not getting drafted at all uh, and then have still uh, turned into, in, in some cases, exceptionally valuable uh, contributors for fantasy uh, to, for this season. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we do have a a trade in in the major leagues, and that's uh, the Toronto Blue Jays sending uh, first baseman Rowdy Tellez uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers uh, for pitcher Trevor Richards. And this is, I mean, the, the Blue Jays are continuing uh, their their desperate attempt to uh, improve their bullpen. Uh, and you know, Trevor Richards is 28 year old right hander who has been reasonably effective. Uh, for the Brewers this season, has a three point two zero ERA, one point two two WHIP, eleven point four strikeouts per nine. Uh, in that bullpen, uh, he ha- had been uh, with Tampa Bay before that. My he had been the starter in Miami uh, before that, uh, and he was kind of a fringy starter, and, and um, that <laughs> that might ultimately be sort of the. Where Trevor Richards settles in as a guy who can make spot starts, uh, but if you're the Blue Jays uh, right now, uh, I think you're hoping that Trevor Richards uh, can come in and, and if it means he pitches in the sixth and seventh inning for you, so be it. Um, you just need some quality arms out of that bullpen to you know help you protect more leads. Uh, and so you know Richards is fine. Uh, I don't think uh, you know he alone uh, swings the the balance of power here for uh, for Toronto, uh, but. Uh, he does address a need. And, and in the case of Telez, I think he was probably just being, uh, uh, he was an insurance policy uh, for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, and uh, once it, it sort of became clear that Guerrero Jr. could handle first base, uh, there wasn't as much appeal uh, for Rowdy Tellez. I mean, he, he could he could DH, but the Blue Jays have other uh, players to DH, you know, Teoscar Hernandez for one. Uh, but, uh, so this season has not exactly been uh, a banner uh, year for Tellez anyway he's hitting 209 has a 610 OPS four home runs and 151 plate appearances well that's uh, you know that's not going to draw much but before this season uh, Tellez had uh, 609 career plate appearances had 33 home runs a 250 batting average 797 OPS that's good enough to you know to play in the major leagues and uh, the Brewers had been playing Daniel Vogelback back uh, at first base after Keston Hura uh, had flamed out this season but with Vogelback out uh, I think until August uh you know, Hura's been back in, but really, I think this is a real chance for the Brewers to uh, find another bat uh, that can step in and play for them. And, and so it's a good opportunity here for Rowdy Tellez. Uh, I mean, he's he, he, as I say, he struggled this year, uh, but prior to this year, uh, there was some track record that he could hit. And so uh, from the Brewers' perspective, it costs you uh, uh, a middle reliever and then a pitching prospect. Uh, that's, that's probably fine. Uh given the the immediacy of the need from the Brewers' perspective is, you know, plug plug Rowdy Tellez in, see whether or not he can hit for you, uh, and go from there. And, and if he can't, um, you know, you haven't put that much out there uh, to get him. So uh, now let's take a look. Uh, we're going to look at the best uh, waiver pickups uh, through the first half of the season. Uh, in uh, I've done the best fantasy value uh, for, you know, depending on, on where players were Uh, picked up uh, where players would have been picked Uh, so that was in yesterday's pod but today uh, we're looking at players who would have been ranked outside the top 300 uh, coming into the season which basically means yes if you're in a super deep league maybe you ended up drafting them uh, in the later rounds but other in in standard leagues uh, that's pretty much outside the the realm of of where you're picking Uh, so uh, let's start at catcher where we've got Tampa Bay's Mike Zanino uh, and now Zanino hitting 197, which is no surprise. His batting average has hovered around 200 for, throughout his career. But he has 18 home runs, 36 RBIs, 31 runs scored. Not, not amazing uh, totals, but uh, that 18 home runs uh, is, you know the be- I suppose, the best version of Mike Zanino. He's always been a power hitter who, who you had to sacrifice quite a bit of average uh, and If you're going to sacrifice the average, you may as well get a guy who's got 18 home runs. Uh, At least makes himself a a viable fantasy catcher that way. Uh, At first base, Texas' Nate Lowe, uh, who came over from Tampa Bay uh, in the offseason and got off to a great start, then kind of went cold for a bit and, and seems to be heating back up. Uh, Low has 12 home runs, 43 RBIs, 39 runs scored, has stolen four bases, hitting .261. Uh, and this isn't, you know, some miraculous contribution, uh, but if you're getting this as someone that you're picking up off waivers, uh, that's pretty useful. Uh, at second base, Detroit's Jonathan Scope, uh, who has 16 home runs, 49 RBIs, 43 runs scored, hitting .274. Uh, this is all sort of the, the very best version of uh, Jonathan Scope. We've seen him uh, in the past uh, showcase that power uh, and... If if he ends up getting to 30 home runs, it's not as though that is uh, completely uh, out of the realm of possibility, Uh, but in recent seasons, that's not really been where the standard expectation has been for him. Uh, And Scope uh, probably edges out Pittsburgh's Adam Frazier, who... Uh, well, he doesn't have the power. He has four home runs and four stolen bases, only 28 RBIs, but he has scored 52 runs, has a 325 batting average. And so uh, if you you know, you know pick either Scope or Frazier late or you ended up grabbing them on waivers uh, before uh, they erupted, uh, you've ended up with uh, a ton of value in return. Uh, at shortstop, San Francisco's Brandon Crawford. We've talked about him quite a bit this year uh, because uh, you know Crawford, for quite a few years has been a glove first uh, shortstop without a whole lot of offense. Uh, he's had, he had a few years kind of in his peak when, when he was uh, producing offensively and, and would have been fine for fantasy, but uh, that's a while ago. Uh, and then all of a sudden Crawford this year has 17 home runs, 55 RBIs, 46 runs scored, has six stolen bases hitting 275. I mean, the, the, um, you know, given all the, uh, the high end shortstops who you place big expectations on, uh, a lot of them are, are struggling to keep, kind of keep pace with Brandon Crawford, who, who you could have picked up off waivers uh, at any time through the first few weeks of the season, uh, and you'd be able to reap these big rewards. Uh, another, I mean, we've got several shortstops. You've got Texas's Isaiah kiner falifa uh, who kind of his value a few years ago was kind of tied to the fact that he, he would uh, play, play some catcher. Uh, and so, you know, mediocre offense uh, with catcher eligibility – uh, it hits a whole lot differently. And so uh, for Kiner Falefa now at shortstop, you know, he only has six home runs, but he has stolen 15 bases. He's got 30 RBIs, 44 runs scored, hitting 263. And really the, the stolen bases are the you know, the moneymaker and 44 runs scored is pretty nice too. Um, but, you know, given that you could have grabbed Falefa off, um, uh, off waivers, uh, that's, you know, a little bit more. Uh, value on top of that. And same goes for Milwaukee's Willie Adamas, who we've talked about a lot uh, because uh, his numbers in Tampa Bay to start the year were terrible. Uh, and ever since he's gone on to Milwaukee, uh, they've been much better. Uh, and so overall, uh, Adamas has 13 home runs, 44 RBIs, 41 runs scored, has stolen three bases, hitting 251. Uh, 251 uh, has been steadily climbing because he hit 197 uh, when he was in Tampa Bay. Uh, and so uh Really, Crawford, Kinder, Falefa, Adamas. If you have any of these guys uh, in a middle infield spot or or even as your shortstop, uh, you're doing all right uh, because it didn't cost a whole lot to get uh, this production out of them. At third base, Tampa Bay's Joey Wendell, uh, who's really a utility guy, but uh, has tended to play a lot more at third this year uh, for the Rays. Uh, and now his, his season has been solid. It's not amazing. Seven home runs, 33 RBIs, 42 runs scored, five stolen bases, hitting 275. Like all, all those numbers are fine, good, um, but it's really a, a function here that you know, there weren't huge expectations on Wendell coming into the season. Uh, the fact that he's been able to kind of fill a corner infield spot and, and you'd you be able to uh, take advantage of that, uh, that, that's where you get some value. Uh, now to left field, where there's a bunch <laughs> of players who have exceeded expectations and you would have uh, made out uh, with tons of value if you grabbed them off waivers. Uh, so start with Pittsburgh's Brian Reynolds, who had a terrible uh, 2020 season. Now remember, 2020 was a very short 60 game season. So uh, that's a, a great reason not to not to over uh, value uh, that season. Uh, and Reynolds this year has 15 home runs, 48 RBIs, 47 runs scored, hitting 305. Uh, he's been you know, one of the, I don't know top 50 hitters. Uh, in fantasy this year uh, and given that you would have been able to grab him off waivers that's uh, that's a lot of value uh, los angeles dodgers uh, left fielder and second baseman uh, chris taylor uh, who has 10 home runs 43 rbis but the real the difference maker for taylor 60 runs scored uh, also has eight stolen bases hitting 274 and so the fact that he's he's been able to play uh regularly like not just uh, he plays most of the time as a utility player but like every day Chris Taylor is in that Dodgers lineup that's allowed him to amass the counting stats Uh, but uh, you know given his uh, previous track record uh, you were you were happy to grab Chris Taylor to kind of fill in from time to time oh I need a middle infielder here here comes Chris Taylor Uh, but now you've got a guy who's uh, an impact bat um, and, and certainly being part of a you know productive Dodgers lineup doesn't hurt him uh, St. Louis is Tyler O'Neill, who uh, won a Gold Glove last year, but was absolutely abysmal at the plate. Um, hit like 174, uh, but this year uh, it kind of bounced back offensively. And, and in the seasons uh, prior to last year, uh, O'Neill had shown that there was you know real offensive potential, and uh, and so th- this isn't uh, you know completely out of nowhere, uh, but at the same time. Uh, the expectations coming into this year weren't great given uh, what he had done in 2020. And now O'Neill's sitting on 15 home runs, 36 RBIs, 37 runs scored, has stolen six bases, hitting .277. Um, a lot to like there. Uh, and one more in left field is Detroit's Robbie Grossman. Now he, he's only hitting .226. Uh, if you're in a league that uh, values on-base percentage, Robbie Grossman is even more valuable there uh, because uh, his on-base percentage is an asset Well, his batting average is not. Uh, and yet... Eleven home runs, thirty-eight RBIs, forty-three runs scored, ten stolen bases. Uh, grab that off waivers and away you go. Uh, now in center field, we have probably the the best waiver pickup uh, of the season, uh, and I, you get a choice of two. Uh, it's Texas's Adelise Garcia, uh, who in in some formats wasn't even ranked uh, in the preseason. Uh, and is now probably a top 20 hitter uh, so far this year. Uh, has 21 home runs, 59 RBIs, 42 runs scored, 8 stolen bases, hitting two seventy-six. It's just uh, to, to be able to grab that off waivers uh, is fantastic value. And also, how about Baltimore Cedric Mullins, uh, who had 16 home runs, 34 RBIs, 48 runs scored, 15 stolen bases, and a 317 batting average. Like if Mullins uh, puts up a 30 30 season while hitting 317 um, that's that, that's elite fantasy value to begin with, let alone uh, if you grabbed him off waivers uh, to get there. Uh, you could also throw in C- Cincinnati's Tyler Naquin. Now, he's not quite in the in the class of Garcia or Mullins, but expectations were uh, also very low uh, for Naquin, and he's got 13 home runs, 48 RBIs, 27 runs scored, uh, four stolen bases, only hitting 245. But, uh, you know, given given the expectations on Tyler Naquin, if you manage to get in uh, and... and pick up the the home run and rbi numbers uh then you've done all right uh in right field we've got miami's adam duvall who uh, is kind of the best version of himself he's still only hitting 229 and and that's why i mean it's uh still in in the realm of what you'd expect from adam duvall he has 19 home runs 60 rbis uh 37 runs scored five stolen bases and but really if adam duvall is going to hit you you know 35 plus home runs that's where you're you're really taking the value uh and uh I guess, on, on uh, preseason rankings, uh, there was still some doubt on Adam Duvall. Uh, Boston's Hunter Renfro, uh, who really struggled uh, in terms of batting average with Tampa Bay, uh, has really rebounded here. He's hitting 263 for the Red Sox. Still has power, 13 home runs, 45 RBIs, 45 runs scored, uh, and has been a real regular in, in a powerful Red Sox lineup. So lots of value from Hunter Renfro. Uh, and uh, one more, we've got Milwaukee's Avicel Garcia, uh, who... Uh, has 15 home runs, 51 RBIs, three six-runs scored, four stolen bases, only hitting two forty-eight. Now, Garcia's strange somewhat, if you look at his career numbers, is that the, the batting average uh, fluctuates a bit. Like, sometimes he's had really high, over 300 batting averages, but he hasn't had a ton of power. And so, suddenly this year that he's hitting for more power, uh, he's probably a- added uh, more value uh, to his... And, and I guess the fact that maybe he's played more than was expected uh, for Milwaukee has uh, has helped. Uh, Avisel Garcia become uh, one of the uh, you know, more valuable waiver wire pickups uh, in fantasy baseball through the first half of the season. So when we come back, we will look at the pitchers uh, that you could have grabbed off waivers this year that have uh, been making a difference through the first half. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Hockey League. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the Major League Baseball group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Okay, to the pitchers uh, who have uh, offered up great value uh, off the waiver wire uh, this season, and we have to start with Chicago White Sox' Carlos Rodon, uh, who had returned from Tommy John surgery last season and and struggled, uh, but... Even so, uh, I think expectations for Rodon for his career were looking like, well, he might be a mid-rotation starter, you know, an ERA over four, uh, you know, a guy guy who's useful to have on your major league rotation, but not much fantasy appeal. Uh, well, he's been a completely different uh, pitcher this season. Uh, Rodon is seven and three, has a two point three one ERA, zero point nine six WHIP, thirteen strikeouts per nine uh, over fifteen starts. Uh, he's you know pitching like a legit staff ace, uh, and. You know, to be able to get that off off of waivers is uh, kind of insane, Uh, but that's uh, that's the result. Uh, And how about Robbie Ray uh, for Toronto? Who he's not he's not pitching to the level of Carlos Rodon, but really expectations for Robbie Ray had to be really low. His he had a walk rate over seven uh, per nine innings last year, and and that has been reined in. And, uh, And so Ray. Uh, through 16 starts, is 6 and 4, has a 3.36 ERA, 1.11 whip, 11.4 strikeouts per nine. And so that strikeout rate has come down a bit uh, for Ray, but still, it's pretty good. Uh, and he's not walking nearly as many uh, and has become a really valuable starter uh, for the Blue Jays. Uh, San Francisco's Anthony D. Sclafani, a guy who I was uh, touting last year. Uh, and then he had a, a kind of a couple disaster starts and in, in, in a shortened season, there was no coming back from it. Uh, and and so expectations coming into this year were nowhere uh, for Deisclafani, which is why you could have grabbed him on waivers. Uh, and in 17 starts for the Giants, Deisclafani's nine and three, 2.84 ERA, 1.02 WHIP, 8.3 strikeouts per nine. Now the strikeout rate isn't uh, over overpowering by any stretch, but it's good enough. Uh, and you know, given all those other numbers and, and the fact that you could have grabbed Deisclafani on waivers, well, that's uh, that's pretty nice value. Uh, Seattle's Yusei Kikuchi, uh, who. Uh, had strong underlying numbers uh, last year, uh, especially, uh, but you know the ERA was still pretty high, uh, and so that that's how you end up not uh, not drafting, you say, Kikuchi. But uh, if you manage to get in early enough uh, to grab him on waivers, he, he's delivered some some great results this year. Uh, in 15 starts, he's six and three, 3.18 ERA, 1.03 WHIP, nine strikeouts per nine. I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, Houston's Luis Garcia, uh, who started the year in the bullpen, uh, and uh, has started 14 games though uh, for the Astros. He's six and five, 3.14 ERA, 1.12 whip, 10.1 strikeouts per nine. I mean, that that's, you know, fantastic value to get uh, that player off waivers. Uh, Oakland's Chris Bassett, uh, who was the staff ace of the A's last year. So maybe, you know, maybe there should have been a little more respect uh, paid to Bassett uh, because uh, you know, the fact that he, he was outside the top 300 uh, coming into the year is, you know, maybe a little rough. He had a 2.29 ERA last year. After all, uh, maybe he was primed to to regress off that uh, ERA. But nevertheless, in 18 starts this year, Bassett's nine and two, 3.41 ERA, 1.07 whip, and 9.3 strikeouts per nine. Uh, the improved strikeout rate uh, sort of helps to counteract the fact that uh, you know Bassett isn't going to uh, duplicate the 2.29 ERA. But uh, any any reasonable forecaster was not going to expect him uh, to duplicate that ERA. Uh, Boston's Nick Pavetta. Uh, has you know thrived in 17 starts uh, with Boston. He's seven and three. The ERA of 4.09 is a little high, uh, but a 1.27 WHIP is totally fine and 10.6 strikeouts per nine. Uh, that does the trick for Nick Pavetta. Uh, the Mets, Taiwan Walker, uh, who uh, pitched really well uh, for Toronto after he was acquired at the deadline last year, uh, but he's kind of taken his game to another level here with uh, the Mets in 15 starts. He's seven and three, 2.44 ERA, 1.01 WHIP, 9.2 strikeouts per nine. Walker uh, Walker's done a really nice job kind of turning his career around. He had, you know, had some injury issues and, and uh, struggled a bit in Arizona with that and uh, has just bounced back uh, in a really nice way uh, over the past season and a bit. Uh, Tampa Bay's Rich Hill. Uh, and really the, the time to get in on Rich Hill was after his fourth start. Uh, and because coming into the year, Rich Hill in the previous five years had delivered kind of ace-caliber numbers, uh, hadn't stayed healthy all the time, and so that was an issue, but uh, his numbers were elite. Uh, and, and then this year, he gave up four earned runs in each of his first four starts, uh, and as a 41-year-old, he, he's struggling like that. Well, you know, people dumped Rich Hill uh, rather summarily, uh, and so he was left out there uh, on the waiver wire. That was the time to, to jump in uh, because overall... Hill has has bounced back in 17 starts. He's six and three, 3.65 ERA, 1.11 whip, 8.9 strikeouts per nine. And when you can you know factor in that uh, he got off to a slow start, uh, those numbers are, are rather impressive. Uh, St. Louis is Adam Wainwright, uh, who had a nice 2020 season, but you know given his age and given where his uh, the trend of his career before that, uh, it looked like uh, Adam Wainwright would not be a, a great option this year. But he's uh, turned it around. Uh, 7-5, 3.5 ADRA, 1.16 whip, 8.4 strikeouts per nine. Uh, You know, it is not quite as uh, as impressive as last season was, but uh, I think he hasn't fallen back uh, nearly as as far as some might have expected. Uh, Then we've got kind of a handful of guys, I'm not going to go through the stat lines for all of them, but like Oakland's Cole Irvin didn't have a whole lot of expectations coming into the year. His strikeout rate is still relatively low, but pretty respectable numbers otherwise. San Francisco's Alex Wood, uh, who's battled injuries, uh, but... Uh, has been quite effective uh, for the Giants. Cincinnati's Wade Miley, who's really had ups and downs, um, <laughs> both uh, for his career and uh, even this season, uh, going from a no-hitter to uh, giving up eight earned runs in his next start. Uh, but overall, Miley's sitting on a 3.06 ERA. Uh, and White Sox' Dylan Cease, who's, who's struggled lately, uh, but uh, does appear that he, he's turned the corner a bit in his development. Uh, same goes for Detroit's Casey Mize, who had an ERA up near 7.0. Uh, last year in, in seven starts for the Tigers, uh, this year it's at 3.55 through 16 starts. I mean, still, uh, you know, there's still room for uh, Cease and Mize to, you know, get better. Uh, but uh, there's been some progress there. Uh, Oakland's James Kaprilian, uh who what uh, was wasn't really on the radar at all uh, coming into the season. Uh, he was acquired by the A's as part of the Sunny Gray trade to the Yankees in 2017. So, you know, sometimes you have to be patient to get the payoff. Uh, but Caprillion in 10 starts has a 2.84 ERA, 1.07 whip, 9.8 strikeouts per nine, uh, quite a bit to like there. Uh, and then Washington's Joe Ross, who uh, didn't pitch last season, uh, opting out because of COVID. And, and in the couple of seasons before that, uh, really had struggled with ERA up around over five. Uh, and so Ross now in 16 starts. Uh, with Washington now, he's only 5-8, and eight, but he has a 4.02 ERA, 1.20 whip, 9.4 strikeouts per nine. And if you consider uh, that he's had a couple of real uh, disaster starts, that uh, if you if you manage to swoop in on Joe Ross uh, and miss the disaster starts, um, you, you've really picked up some nice value. Uh, in the bullpen, a couple of of the more notables. Uh, because you know, at, at some point uh, in, in fantasy drafts, uh, pretty much anybody who was ticketed to be a... Uh, the number one closer, uh, does have fantasy appeal. Well, uh, St. Louis kind of didn't name Alex Reyes as their closer until late, uh, in spring training. And so expectations were, uh, weren't all that high for Reyes. Uh, it was thought that St. Louis might have a, a committee. Um, but basically from day one, Alex Reyes has been the guy uh, in that Cardinals bullpen and he's five and three has 20 saves, 1.52 ERA, 1.31 whip, 11.8 strikeouts per nine. And he's appeared in 38 games. Um, Now, that whip suggests that his ERA is probably not going to last uh, at that level, Uh, but we're talking about through the first half of the season. Uh, Alex Reyes has been hugely valuable uh, and might have been a a guy that you grabbed uh, off the waiver wire in the first week or two. Uh, And Seattle's Kendall Graveman, uh, the former uh, starting pitcher, uh, notably with the A's, uh, he, he hasn't, he's been injured some and, and didn't start the year as the, the Mariners closer, but in 23 games, he's 2-0, has eight saves, a 1.03 ERA, 0.65 whip, 8.2 strikeouts per nine. Now it's not an overpowering uh, strikeout rate, but uh, Graveman's been really effective uh, and has taken over the the closer role for the Mariners. So when we come back, uh, we'll dig deep on the waiver wire, a couple of injury updates, then look into uh, matchups and DFS value plays for Wednesday. Uh, Bilt Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar and available this week only. You can get a new Bilt Bar flavor. It's Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? This is Bilt Bar's version of a classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors and that's coconut and cherry barcia and raspberry and mint brownie and double chocolate and salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream and German chocolate. You know what? That's 10 flavors. My favorite of those is the salted caramel. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each uh, from Bilt Bar uh, and they will uh, give you opportunity to sample them uh, and then you can uh, decide which ones you like and order more of those. But all the Bilt Bars, you have that wide variety of flavors that are all covered in 100% chocolate. So they taste great and they're good for you. Uh, They're loaded with protein and they're low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs. Uh, So it tastes like a great snack, but it's also healthy. Uh, So go to built.com where you can get 15% off your first order if you use LOCKED15 as your promo code. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so for each episode, I offer up one player Uh, that is rostered in 10% or fewer of Yahoo leagues. And maybe you need to race out to the waiver wire to get them, or maybe it's somebody you can... Kind of put on your radar and be ready to pounce when the time is right. Today, we're going with Detroit Tigers uh, starting pitcher, Willie Peralta. He's 32 years old, but he hasn't started a major league game since 2017, and that was the season when he had an ERA of 7.85. Pitched in relief for a couple of seasons, but did not pitch in 2020. Uh, Peralta started this season at AAA, and in six starts, had a 2.75 ERA, 1.17 whip, 9.6 strikeouts per nine. Since getting called up to the Tigers, uh, he's pitched in five games, making four starts, has a 2.14 ERA, 0.86 whip, only six strikeouts per nine, so uh, that's not ideal, but if you're, you know, looking for somebody to fill out uh, the back end of your fantasy rotation, uh, maybe consider Willie Peralta. He's rostered in just 6% of Yahoo leagues. Now to the injury updates. We've only got a couple. Uh, White Sox catcher, as many, Grendel, uh, out four to six weeks with a, a calf injury, and that that's a tough one. Grendel uh, for fantasy purposes, uh, his batting average is an issue, uh, but his on-base percentage is uh, a massive asset, uh, and and so that the relative value of Yasmani Grandal uh, is kind of tied directly to your scoring system. If you're a, an on-base percentage league, uh, Grandal is a superstar. Uh, if you're a batting average league, well, he's he's fine uh, because he does offer you some power and uh, and but you, you lose out because his batting average is a massive question. Uh, at Boston, first baseman, Danny Santana dealing with a quad injury. looks like he could be headed for the injured list. Uh, so now let's take a look at the matchups for Wednesday, uh, on betonline.ag. Uh, I've got three games, uh, that I, that I like the value of, uh, and we'll start with Cincinnati sending Sonny Gray, uh, to the mound, minus 128 uh, at Kansas city with Brady singer, uh, we're on three favorites today. Uh, none of them are massive favorites, uh, but kind of uh, I like that team a little bit more. Uh, Boston with Eduardo Rodriguez, minus 127 uh, at the Angels and Andrew Haney. Uh, Rodriguez has an inflated ERA, but his underlying numbers are, are much better. Uh, and so you can kind of expect that the, the, the ERA should follow. Uh, and, and if it comes down, then you're probably getting a little bit better pitcher than uh, the ERA might suggest. Uh, and then finally, Philadelphia with Zach Wheeler on the mound, minus 132 uh, at Chicago Cubs with Alec Mills going. Uh, Wheeler's just been an awesome uh, this year for Philadelphia. And so this is uh, a strong vote of confidence in that direction. Uh, some DFS value plays uh, for Wednesday as well. Uh, Toronto's Hyunjin Ryu has struggled uh, recently, but uh, I'm, I'm going to... Put $8,300 on DraftKings uh, on Hyun Jin Ryu uh, to bounce back uh, at Baltimore. Uh, Miami first baseman Jesus Aguiar is $3,100 uh, against the Dodgers. Dodgers looking like they're going to run a bullpen game uh, today. Seattle second baseman Dylan Moore is only $2,600. Now, to be fair, he's 0 for 17 in July. Uh, but he had been, uh, <laughs> he got off to a terrible start, was injured, uh, and looked like he was making some progress in June. He had batting average up around 260 uh, in the month of June. But as I said, 0 for 17 in the month of July. But... Uh, Dylan Moore does offer uh, some potential value, at least, uh, going against the Yankees and Domingo Hermann. Uh Toronto third baseman, Kevin Biggio, is $3,900 uh, at Baltimore with Matt Harvey on the mound. I'm happy to pick against uh, Matt Harvey. Uh, Philadelphia third baseman, Alec Baum, $3,300 at the Cubs with Alec Mills going. Uh, Arizona shortstop Josh Rojas is $3,300 against Colorado's uh, Antonio Senzatella. Uh, and Philadelphia right fielder Andrew McCutcheon picked him yesterday and he uh, responded with a grand slam. Uh, let's give him another shot, $3,200 uh, at the Cubs and Alec Mills. Uh, so that'll do it for today. Uh, enjoy the games. Also check out the Locked on Fantasy Hockey podcast. Stanley Cup Final could wrap up tonight. Uh, check them both out on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Baseball your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. Today in the Locked On Today podcast, why one NFL playmaker wants out of New England. With N'Kiel Harry, that playmaker might be doing a bit of heavy lifting. Uh, Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.